You know, Raymond, I got a little something off my chest here for a second. Okay. Um, so, I watch the NFL, as most do on Sundays, not you, clearly. No, no. And for the last five or so years, when you watch the Chiefs game, you would have Patrick Mahomes' wife or his fucking little corny-ass TikToking brother mm-hmm. being shown every time something happens for the Chiefs. Yeah, right. Well, like... Halfway through last year, it kind of got phased out. They stopped showing him mm-hmm. all the time. Now, Travis Kelsey goes ahead and dates Taylor Swift. And every fucking play, they show that annoying bitch's face, and I just want to punch the television. Every single play. Cheering, angry, whatever her expression is after every play, and it's really starting to piss me off. God, I want that relationship to end. Every time I try to like the Chiefs, this bullshit comes, like, I like Patrick Mahomes, but I hate his wife and his stupid little fucking autistic brother or whatever the fuck he is. Fucking making TikTok videos during games. And now you got fucking Taylor Swift. Yeah. So we're at war with the Swifties. Yeah. Oh, and that's another fucking thing. (laughs) I went to Back to the Future last night. Couldn't find a fucking spot to park. Couldn't find a spot to park. This hasn't happened since, like, 2018. The front lot or the left side lot, full. The right side lot, full. We had to park at fucking Best Buy. We were, like, 20 minutes late for the movie because of parking. Wow. Yeah, it did big numbers this weekend. Not as big as last weekend, but it did do big. Yeah. Then we heard these two girls walking out when we were walking in. And they were talking about how they, sh- they went to get tickets for the show last night, whatever, 7 o'clock show or 7.30 show, and they've been sold out since, like, Tuesday for the Taylor Swift thing. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's only, showing, ridiculous. On the, it's only showing on the weekends. It's not showing during right. the week, I don't think. That's weird. Yep, well, well, the guy was saying at the counter. That was Kevin's rant for the evening. Let's get into a, <laughs> let's get into a fat fuck. Because I'm fat, fat, fat. Fucking Swifties. Crumbles. Fucking Swifties. I know we've had crumbles with cookies. We've had we had them in the last uh, six, seven months or so. Yeah, Taste those cookies them. are good. They're good. Um, they're like a premium cookie. But um, in Utah, they are taste testing savory hand pies. They look like empanadas or Hot Pockets, and they're going to have different flavors. Some of them sound very disgusting. Some of them are just like Hot Pocket flavor. Yeah. They have a 
Shepherd's the pie. The shepherd's pie one looks fucking disgusting. Yeah. Uh, barbecue mac and cheese sounds good. Pizza, that regular okay. pizza. Uh, chicken okay. pot, chicken pot pie, bacon and eggs for breakfast variety, and ham and cheesy potato. I mean, it's only being tested in one market. Um, I don't think they're. I don't know if they're going to go nationwide or not, but uh, they're they're a uh, they're a brand that keeps it pretty simple. So I don't think they would. I don't think they would go this far into uh, expansion. But you never know. Um, but yeah, that's it for food news. It wasn't much this week, but you do have a story that you wanted to tell. Mm, do I? Do okay. I? So work ended last week as we've been over multiple times and the countdown to work ending. World work is officially done. Oh yeah. I now nice. have free time. I can play Spider-Man, Mario. We'll talk about those later. Mm-hmm. But this kid at work, Paul, I've talked about him on the podcast. I love Paul. Good people. Uh-huh. He's like a little little brother to me. Is like... Joey Diaz is doing a book signing in New Jersey on Wednesday. You want to nice. go? So I was like, fuck yeah, I'll go. Joey Diaz. Fucking Buffalo Wings with Blue Cheese or fuck your mother. <laughs> That's his quote, not mine. So we're driving down there Wednesday, right? And first off, we're like in Portsmouth or whatever. And he goes, mind if I got a quick oil change? And I'm like, sure, why not, Paul? Because he was driving. Yeah. So we do that. We did like a 10 minute oil change over wherever by the uh, old Dave's comics bookshop or Chris's comics, whatever it is. Okay. So we finally get on the road, right? We finally have it mapped out. We have our stops planned. We're good to go. Fast forward about four and a half hours. We're in Connecticut, right? Just past the halfway point, I believe. We're looking like we're going to get in around 530. Starts at six. He goes, "Uh uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> I oh go, god <laughs> just what you want to what's hear that? on a road trip what's that Paul and he goes I gotta pull over and I'm like oh god what could this be so we get off the next exit which was like half mile away pull into a gas station and he goes what's today's date oh my god <laughs> I go it's the 18th Paul and he goes uh, Joey Diaz is in New Jersey at the Barnes Noble on the 25th. So this Wednesday, I'll be going to see Joey Diaz in New Jersey. He made it all so, the way to Connecticut. Holy shit. So we turned around and we stopped for dinner at the 99. So we basically drove about seven hours to go to the fucking 99. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yep, good times. What a road But it'll be worth it for the photo op with Joey Diaz. There you go. That'd be awesome. Uh, So, what we watched this week. Uh, We watched quite a few things. Um, First, let's talk about Loki. You've given up on even watching anything Marvel right now? I didn't even start season one yet, yeah. Well, I canceled Disney, too, so that doesn't help. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, Loki episode three... Set in 1893. It's a flashback episode. They're trying to find a variant of Loki, which has been teased. I mean, of um, He Who Remains, played by Jonathan Majors, has been teased since um, the yeah, end Yeah, they don't of, call him King in this, right? He's just they, well, they, He Who Remains? In this, they don't. In, um, okay. in Ant-Man and the Wasp, they did. Yeah, I know and, that. Yeah, I'm just talking and, about Loki in general. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't named him by Kang yet, but... They have found a variant who was teased in the after credit scene of that movie, uh, Mr. of uh, okay. Victor Victor Timely. 
He's set yep. in the he's a he's a inventor set in the eighteen hundreds, and he and they are also they are also on the hunt for a temp pad, the one the one that sends them through time and space and everything, and they and they realize that there is one in this time period in in eighteen ninety three, so Loki and Mobius go there and they run into Renslayer and they run into Victor Timely. Jonathan Majors and the big big wig who almost looks like uh, um I can't think of the name one of the one of the uh, black uh, one of the black uh, founding fathers I can't remember his name though but um so it's that set at Chicago's World Fair and and if you know that it's all it's where pretty much everything you know about fairs everything you know about science and stuff for the next hundred years started at the Chicago's World Fair I can't remember I know the Ferris wheel. The first time you saw the Ferris wheel was there. Um, there's some rides. There's some games. There's some food. The first time I think hot dogs or something was invented there and, and took took off. But uh, also there was a lot of inventions that happened there, and they they took that in as Victor Timely being there doing presentation. Um, Victor Timely in the comics, um, the original name of Marvel Comics before they became Marvel Comics in the '60s was Timely Comics. Um, Victor Timely has been retconned later on as the original maker his his technology was the original maker of the original human torch not the johnny storm one but the one that was a robotic had robotic uh like powers that turned him into a big huge flamer um and in captain america the first avengers there is a there is a secret quick scene of this suit that was created by Victor Timely in what actually was a World's Fair in Captain 1, 2 in Captain America First Avenger. So, a little bit of connections in the MCU, a little bit of connections through the entire history of Marvel Comics already. Plus, you have it being a retcon as a Kang variant later on as well. Victor Timely is a Kang variant. Um, thought to be maybe the original Kang variant. They're kind of hinting to that in this as well. Um... So there's a whole bunch of time fuckery going on. They're chasing him down. They're chasing Renslayer down. Miss Minutes is there as well, and she turns into this big, huge Godzilla-like character that scares everybody at this World's Fair in Chicago in 1893. Um, good episode. I, I like this show so far. I've loved. I love the first season. I love the actors they have playing the main characters, especially uh, who they have playing Sylvie. Um, Renslayer. She's a great actress. Um, comic book history of Renslayer and Luke and. Um, he who remains or Kang, they are married in the comic books. They hinted to that in this as well. Um, at the very end of this episode, her and Miss Minutes go to the end of time where Sylvie, at the end of season one, killed He Who Remains. They go to the end of time a little bit after that and find He Who Remains' his corpse. And Miss Minutes tells Renslayer that she has a revelation for her, and that's where the episode ends. I'm guessing that revelation is that you are married to Kang in the future. And that's going to send her off a path where probably she's going to be going after Sylvie and trying to kill her for killing her future husband. So that's just my speculation. We'll see if that happens. Um, but yeah, great episode. Good show. Um, we're halfway through three more episodes, so we'll continue talking about that. Um, I also watched a movie I never saw before with Tupac because we were talking about Tupac not too long ago. Cause they, they... And Janet Jackson. Yeah, Janet Jackson as well. Um, poetic Justice, directed by John Singleton. 
1993, never saw it. Great movie um, for what it is. I mean, it's a, it's a Tupac is Tupac in this movie. Is what you'd expect Tupac to be. Um, he is a good actor. I don't think I think this may be the first thing I ever saw him in besides like he may have made a Fresh Prince episode or something. I don't know. But this is the first movie I think I've ever seen. I've never saw Juice. I've never seen. I've never You've seen. Never any... seen Juice. No, nope, never. You never seen saw it. Above the Rim. No, nope, never seen Above, Above the Rim. But uh, two movies on my list. But this is I would decide to you, watch uh, this one first. You should have uh, pulled the clip of Tupac talking about poetic justice in Jenna Jackson, and uh, it's on his Resurrection DVD. Um, Mm -hmm. About how she re requested they take an HIV test. Okay. Because they're a sex scene. Okay. And he was like, we have our clothes on. I'm not taking a fucking HIV test. He's like, now if I can have sex with Janet Jackson, I'll take 10 HIV tests. <laughs> but I'm not taking an HIV test with my pants on. <laughs> Is that, that's the resurrection, that's the resurrection documentary that came out in like 2003? Yeah, it's on the, it's on the Plex. Yeah, I that's believe. a that's a great documentary. That's a very good documentary. Yeah, one of the best. It's all narrated by him post posthumously, whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a great documentary. Yep. Eminem did yes, the go on with poetic justice. Yep. Yeah, good movie. I liked it a lot. Um, it's uh, it's it, I, it's one of those movies where you actually feel feel like you're in South Central LA a little bit. Um, it's very, it's it kind of, uh, reminds me of a I lot of I think all of Singletary's early... movies are like that, though. It, yeah, like it reminds all... <laughs> me of a lot of those movies. So, it was, it, done, it was done very well. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, Janet Jackson's great in it. He's great in it. Um, what's her name? I can't remember her name now. I, it's blanking me, but she's in it as well. Um. Can't believe you haven't seen Juice. That is no, blowing my mind. No, I, I decided I never to watch, I decided to watch DVD. this. Yeah, I, I actually have it on the Plex, or I might have bought it, bought it on iTunes, but um, yeah, I never, I never saw it. I decided to start this one before I watched Juice because yep. I've always wanted to see Poetic Justice. Um, yeah, it's pretty it's good. So, it's so funny. I was watching this, and all I could think of is Michael Jackson at this time was trying to look more like his sister. Yeah, and, and it's just, just, it's just crazy. Time. It's just crazy how that transition happened to his whole entire physique and body and look and. And that whole entire time, Michael Jackson, it's, it'd be hard to explain to a younger generation how crazy that time was. If you were to compare it to anything, it would be Taylor Taylor Swift times eleven, maybe. Yep. In the eighties or late eighties, during the bad dangerous dangerous was huge. There was a night where Black and White debuted on Fox. I remember it was like eight o'clock at night. They debuted the music video for it, and it was huge. Um, it was yep. the whole the whole entire transition from black to white and all the faces at the very end of the video. Was it Macaulay? Was Culkin that the with Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, at the very okay. beginning. Yeah, and the guy from Cheers, Norm from Cheers, was in it. Played his dad, yep. I think. But yeah, it was it was crazy, the crazy time in the eighties, and it's it's hard to tell that to younger younger generation now. But um, so what else did we watch this week? We watched Pearl, the Halloween movie. Did you for actually this week. you watched it? I did watch it. I like I like awesome. X I like X better. Um, yeah. They're the completely weird, different movies. Yeah, the weird thing about this is a time period movie. And also, the yeah. other thing that I noticed, he used color so well in this movie, it like pops yep. out at you. you it's, should, it's almost like a painting. I watched it on the uh, OLED, and uh, it looks absolutely amazing mm. on that TV with the way the color pops. Yeah, because the color um, pops. It's crazy. Yep. Um, I like there's a couple of callbacks to X, or I guess call forward, since this is a prequel. Right. That I noticed... Um, David Cornsweet, of course, our new Superman, yep. uh, tells Pearl that he's what they call a bohemian, which is exactly what the old man calls uh, 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 Kid Cuddy. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, when he's yeah. standing there, remember that he's standing there. He's like, "You some kind of bohemian," um, stuff like that in this movie. Um, what'd you think of uh, Corn Sweat? Um, I think he's great. Is he a British actor? No, I don't think so. Exactly. Sorry, I forgot. To, I forgot to look it up. Um, I didn't, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he is great, and this is the first time I, th- I think I've seen him in anything. Um, him being yeah, the I mean, projectionist and everything. That in Hollywood's really cool. the only thing I've seen him in. Yeah, he's uh, he looks like like if they did a fucking Superman movie in nineteen fifty, like he would be the perfect yeah. person for that. Um, so yeah, and Maya Goth is awesome, Mia Goth. Yeah. Um, especially like I say, I mean, what really makes this movie is that uh, dialogue at the end where she's just absolutely fucking crazy. The monologue. Yeah. And like her, she's telling her friend everything and her friend's just like, okay, okay. And she just goes on that five minute yeah. monologue. That's just insane. Yep. Yep. Uh, good movie. I like her a lot. I like Mia Goth. I can't wait to see yeah. next scene. Cause I know that's a se- sequel to X, um, which I did like X a little bit more than this. Um, but yeah, good movie. Uh, um, corn sweats from Philadelphia, by the way. Oh, okay. so he's a, he's a homebred American, yep. so that makes yep. sense. Um, so we watched Old Dads on Netflix, Bill Burr's new yep. movie. Um, very much like you mentioned in our text thread, it's very much his stand-up comedy <laughs> put into a movie that he directed, mm-hmm. wrote, produced, all that. Um, good movie. I could see all the jokes coming in advance, yep. which is why I stopped listening to his podcast, because I listened to his podcast for like two years between two of the specials that dropped, and I knew every joke as he was getting into it because of his podcast. Yeah. Same thing here. Like I knew as soon as that, uh, the big guy, when they do the whole fat shaming scene, yeah. um, I knew exactly where that was going. Like the second that guy opened his mouth, okay. um, which is kind of a problem if you're comedy, cause you like to be surprised by comedy, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. but knowing everything coming, but overall I really enjoyed it. Obviously it's fucking Bill Burr. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot of funny moments. Uh, Bobby Carnival, he's great. Um, oh I like my him, god! I like, awesome. him a, I like him in a lot of things. I can't remember that guy's name. Woodbean, Woodbean, uh, uh, Woodbine, Woodbine. Yeah. Uh, he's in a he's in a, he's in a lot of things. I like him. He a was lot in uh, Spider Man, right? Yeah, he's in Spider Man. He's in a whole bunch of shit. Um, yeah, I, I do like him a lot. Yeah, he played Shocker. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, but he's he's great in everything you see him in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good movie. It's on Netflix at the moment. If you want to watch a good comedy, uh, also watch The Machine. That's on there too. Um, Machine and that are two great movies right now. And it's good to see comedy. That's on Netflix back. now. Yep, yeah, it's on Netflix okay. now. Okay, I'll have to text my buddy Vic. Um, cool. The next movie that I haven't seen, I didn't have time to watch it, but I know you watched it. We're going to talk about it. A movie we've been talking about probably since the beginning of the podcast, because that's how much of the lexicon it's been. Um, but Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Now, Winnie the Pooh, of course, was a book created a hundred years ago, ninety years ago, ninety-seven, whatever the time period is. And it was a Disney film, of course, Disney, and they had the children's books. And it went into public domain, which means that anyone could do a Winnie the Pooh story. We could do a Winnie the Pooh story and not get sued. Except you can only do what was done then. Like, you couldn't do, like, right. if this was if you this was Superman, Disney. if this was Superman, you couldn't use the flying aspect of Superman because he didn't have that when he was created. Right. Like, yeah, you couldn't do anything Disney created through uh, yes. Winnie the Pooh. Um, and I, I don't know what, what Disney did for creative differences, but, yeah. It's, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll explain on, how to go, go through this. Go on with so, this. So, it was after it ended, like, moments after I watched it. You text me saying you're not going to get to it. And I okay. damn near threw my phone against the wall. 
<laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> this movie's awful. It looks it's just awful. awful. It's yeah. So it opens up with a little like illustration, basically telling the story of Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin goes off because um, he has to live like a normal human or whatever. Um, and then it gets dark. Uh, Pooh starts talking about how they. Uh... Sorry, about how when he left, he stopped bringing them food, and how they had a really cold winter, and they had to eat. Uh, who's the donkey? Igor. E- Eeyore. Yeah. Eeyore. Eeyore. Yeah. Yeah, they had to eat Eeyore because they had no food. And at that moment, they decided to stop being friends with humans. And then Christopher Robin, then it, like, flashes forward to, like, Christopher Robin's, like, engaged. Okay. And he's, like, and he t- he's trying to convince his soon-to-be wife. Oh, no, I really had these friends, blah, blah, blah. And she's, like, oh, they were just imaginary friends. And then they run into him in the woods, and a bunch of people get slaughtered. The violence is actually pretty good. The violence nice. isn't bad. Um... It was just, like, awful, awful acting. Um, not a great story. But if you want to watch something that's just violent, I guess I could recommend it, kind of-ish. Um, but I would not recommend it, and I hate that you did not watch it. I, I, I hate that you did not watch it. And you know I'm not going to watch it now that you you told me it's the worst thing you've seen in a while. It was better than the Christmas tree movie. Oh, God, that was awful. That was horrible. <laughs> that was fucking... It was better than that. Like, if I was to rate it, I'd probably give it, like... A one. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, because that was a grimace. That was a bunch of grimaces. Yeah, we give okay. that negative five grimace. This <laughs> would probably be like grimace. a one. Um, yeah, not not much to take out of it. It's very B level. Okay. Not very good. Um, well, definitely trailers, do not recommend. The trailers definitely yeah. looked like that, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, the trailers didn't give it any help either. And and they're making a sequel. That's I, yep. I guess it's just from the popularity of the what what caught on in in. In pop culture, I think it's but... it's probably gonna be one of those cult movies too. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can see ten years from now, people watching it like at sleepovers and shit, like the yeah. room. Yeah, it came. Oh, the room. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's not great. Want to talk before we get into our video games? Wanted to talk about a book. Oh, I, I have a question to... for you. Yeah, I have yeah. a question. Um, do you watch Gen V? What's going on with that? I haven't watched Gen V. I haven't had time. I did watch part of the first episode. I just haven't had time, and I'm not sure if I'm going to have time this week. I'm hoping. It's a little bit crazy at the house right now, but oh, okay. I'm going to get into it. Um, about halfway through right now, right? I think there, I think the fifth or sixth episode just aired. Um, you want to talk yeah, about... Yeah, so there's three more. Without, without uh, getting no, too much we'll, we'll wait. Uh, okay. It's good. Yeah, it's hold off, good. Hold off on it for now. We'll get into it in full soon. But I okay. uh, want to talk about a book, MCU, The Reign of Marvel Studios. Um, one author went in, talked to a lot of people... Marvel, within a couple of months of doing the research of this book, Marvel shut her down. Um, Once they realized what the book was going to be about. um, Telling the story of how the MCU came to be. Telling the story of how Marvel came to be in the movie business. Um, The movie is kind of set up in chapters, but the chapters are separated in phases. Phase Zero talks about everything prior to the MCU starting. Phase One is... Phase one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is Iron Man to Avengers, um, but they talk about a lot of things that happen. Like in the nineties, they talk about James Cameron's Spider-Man, Leonardo being attached, Arnold being attached to play Doctor Octavius. Um, the movie started falling apart, and James Cameron took over for Titanic, brought Leo with him, and then the movie then 
went to Sam Raimi and, you know, the story after that. But wanted to bring that up. They talked about Kevin Feige's rise. Um, he was, of course, a producer on X-Men. That's where he got his start on the Brian Singer movie. Um, that's where, I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody brought him on. Um, he had a smaller role, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, Brian Singer had a rule on the X, first X-Men movie. No X-Men comics. Do not read them. He told the actors, don't read the comics. This is a movie. Based the character off of what I tell you, don't read the comics. Well, Kevin Feige was the one that would sneak X-Men comics onto the set and give them to the actors. Like, yeah, you need to read this because your character of Storm, your character of Wolverine... There's a lot of history there that Brian Singer's not telling you about. You probably should know because you can go deeper into the character. Kevin Feige had that immediate immediate thing in his background to talk to kind of get the actors onto that role. And, and of course you know him now. That's what he that's what he does. He is so involved. When he was in when he got into this, he had no idea what Marvel Comics were. He quickly became an expert. He read everything. Um, to the point now where you, he's probably the most knowledge person of Marvel lore or anything. He's read so much. He knows so much. Um, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. The studio's... Inter- uh, uh, oh, I have no idea what I wrote there. I was writing this while I was driving. Um, Terrence Howard. Uh, first actor ever signed to the MCU. Um, he just won Hustle and Flo- the Oscar for Hustle and Flow. Um, of course, you know what happened to Terrence Howard. They get into that in the book as well. Um... The first, pe- the first people that were that were going to be cast as Iron Man. Now it's notorious that they didn't want Robert Downey Jr. because of his history with drugs. John Favreau fought for him. Um, so the original idea was Tom Cruise in the '90s, and then Johnny Depp, Jim Caviezel after uh, Passion of the Christ. Huge, he was huge at the time. Timothy Oliphant, he also uh, he was a frontrunner for the studio. Sam Rockwell was John Favre- John Favreau's choice, um, but John Favreau liked Robert Downey Jr.'s stat- test. He-, he liked him as a person. Um, the studio was pushing back, so he leaked the information that Robert Downey Jr. was the frontrunner, even even though he wasn't. And the studio said no multiple times. He leaked the information to geek tabloids at the time on the internet. And it just caught fire, and the studio changed their minds once they realized, wow, this could be really, really good for our brand. And they did hire him, and the rest is history. Um, the first movie didn't really have a script. Um, that w- that's been in the news for a while. I know, um, what's his name? Jeff Bridges that, that played the villain in that movie talked about, yeah, there was never any script in the movie. And... They went in and they kept doing rewrites throughout the whole entire thing. It doesn't feel like a movie like that, like a movie that you would expect not having any rewrites or any any scripts. Right, would be a the little movie scattered. The Flash. Right, Gr- granted, we knew the Flash, but that's that'd be like Flash or Morbius. But a lot um, of it was a lot of it was improv at the time, or scripts written per scenes that were going to be happening. Like they have the storyboards written out and everything, but the dialogue wasn't exactly written out. Um. The after credit scenes, inspired by Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Kevin Feige was a fan of the, that movie in the 80s. He's a very, very huge film fan to begin with. Um, he loved that scene in particular, so he decided to do it for an after credit scene, hired Samuel L. Jackson. It Is that the scene with the uh, the Avengers Initiative? principal on the bus? No, I mean in Ferris Bueller's. Was that the principal on the bus eating gummy nope. bears? No, that was the, that's the very end of Ferris Bueller in, uh, in a, night, in a uh, bathrobe. They actually did it in Deadpool. 
uh, Deadpool 2, oh, okay. uh, or Deadpool 1, I can't remember. Uh, Deadpool comes out with a bathrobe at the end. He tells the audience to go away, the movie's oh, yeah. over. Th- yep, okay, That's now the I remember credits. that. Okay, um, gotcha. Th- they go into huge detail about Edward Norton and what happened in the fiasco. He pretty much took them hostage for creative creative control of the script, because I think he wanted, what it sounded like is he wanted a writing credit on the script to get to get more accolades, like accolades, I guess. But he only yeah, because he was he rewriting changed, the script every day. He wasn't. He wasn't rewriting the script. What he was doing is was changing names, so it would make it sound like he was changing writing the script. But he was like instead of Monica, oh. it would be Louise or something. So he'd take the writing credit for that. And the writer, oh. and the original writer, I think was Zach Penn. He's like. That, he didn't write the script. He just changed the name. So that actually because uh, the director, the director said he was rewriting screens uh, scenes every day on on set. Yeah, the director the was director like, said. Yeah, the director, the director was all against that too. Um, Ike Perlmutter, who was talked about, I think we talked about it on this a lot too. Um, he's a racist. They talk about that a little bit. Um, how there was no diversity in the beginning of the MCU because of him. Um, he pretty much, in a lot of quotes, said that black people and women shouldn't be. It, you 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 can you know what you can expect from that. Um, front runners for Thor, Daniel Craig. Um, he chose Bond over it. Charlie Hunnam, I think. Uh, I, I this is early late nineties, so this might have been right during Sons of Anarchy. Um, Tom Hiddleston, I I did know that in the end. This would have been bef- way before Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, maybe I can't remember. Um, but Tom Hiddleston, this was before he was cast as Loki. He was cast as Loki because of his audition for Thor. Um, Joel Kinnaman, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, this is during uh, True Blood. And Liam Helmsworth was the frontrunner until his brother Chris Helmsworth took over as Symboling Rivalry does and he his, uh, his audition won over the Marvel Studios crowd. Um, Captain America, we always knew John Krasinski was uh, auditioning yep. for that in costume. He actually went to the audition in costume. Um, Justin Eccles, Brian, Ryan, is it? Uh, Justin, I think yeah. it's Jen- Jensen. Uh, Jensen, yeah. Brian, uh, Brian Phil- uh, Ryan Philippi, Wyatt Russell, this is his very first audition for this movie, the very first time he ever auditioned for anything. He auditioned for Captain America. He ended up play- playing him later on in uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus last year. Um, Chris Pratt during Parks and Recreation before his transformation in Guardians of the Galaxy and Sebastian Stan, who of course his audition turned him into what would later be Bucky. Um, but yeah, this is just the beginning of the book. I'm only six hours in. They talk a lot about the history, and I like this a lot. Um, lot some of the stuff I knew, but some of them I didn't. Like the whole the whole stuff with um, with the Hulk movie. They they talked about it in detail. And how it kind of, it kind of, and that that kind of messed up going forward of how they're going to tackle creatives being in control or actors being in control of the creative. Um, and Edward Norton, which is notorious for that in a lot of movies, I think he does that, that in every movie. That Prime, was the big thing. Yes. American History X. American Prime, History X was the movie that's, where that's what they got into about this. That's that they did mention so, it in yeah. the book. Yeah, and Primal Fear was the other one because he won the Oscar for that. Correct. Yeah, um, and and he uh, was nominated yes. for that was he like was his nominated, first movie. He was nominated for his American History X. They talked about that yeah. in this too. Um, and, yeah, American History X had a lot of like that might have been the movie I was thinking of where he was writing stuff every day on set because I know the director had a huge problem with him by the end of filming. Yeah, um, so that might have been the one I was thinking of. Yeah, 
Yeah, the, the writer the writer of that movie had more of a problem than the director did. If I going by what the book said, but I'm only six hours mm-hmm. in. I'm going to try to finish it this week. It's a good book. Um, it's called uh, The Reign of Marvel Studios MCU. Um, Have you gotten to the uh, the James Gunn stuff that's been all over the Snyder page? Uh, it's going. I'm right now at the Captain America First Avengers. That's going. And okay, yeah, because uh, they Avengers. go in order. Okay. Yeah, they're going in order. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. yeah uh, so let's talk about the video games. We're going to mention Super Mario Wonder because there are two video yes. games that came out this week. Two huge games. Super Mario's uh, new return to the Switch on a side scroller game. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So yeah, once you get into it, how is the game? It's fucking amazing. It's literally like a. It's basically the direct sequel to Super Mario World. Interesting. And the way the the map, uh, the way the map is, you can tell that it's like an advanced version of that map. Um, it's really cool. Uh, the elephant power up you get right away, like okay. within ten seconds of playing the game, and it is fun. Like it is like it's called Super Mario Wonder, and like two minutes into playing the game, you'll know why. Okay. It's fun. It's fantastical. When you get these little, like, wonder coins, it kind of turns the world, like, not upside down, but it, like, for, like, a minute or whatever, it's, like, it's almost like Mario took, like, a hallucinogen, and, like, like the pipes will start, like, moving up and down, stuff like that. Um, they do these things called badges. I've only uh, used a few of them. One of them is the first one you get, which is where you can jump, and uh, you hold your hat, so you kind of float. Okay. Which is kind of cool. It's like the old Princess Peach in Mario 2. Okay. Um, there's one where you can shoot bubbles, which is all right. Um, and then there's a grapple vine, which is, as you can get, it's like a grappling hook, like Batman's grappling hook. Okay. Which is a lot of fun. Um, and so, like, you can only select one of these before you go into the level. But if you die, you can select another one. So, like, I'm sure that's going to come into, like, which badge am I going to go into this level to help me complete it the easiest. I'm only about an hour and a half into that game. Like I just kind of mess around in it. Um, I've heard it's a relatively short game anyways, only like right. 10 hours. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun so far. Nice. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. Um, it's a great, like, cause we're going to talk about Spider-Man in a minute, but it's a great, like I was getting, uh, kind of tired of playing Spider-Man for a little bit. So I'd put on Mario, play that for like 20 minutes, kind of like cleanse the palate and then go right back into Spider-Man. Okay. It's like perfect for that. Um, it is, it's probably the best uh, side-scrolling Mario. Oh, it's definitely the best side-scrolling Mario, even though I haven't beaten it since Super Mario World. Um, I like the new Super Mario Brothers games, but at times it felt like you were on like ice when you weren't, like yes. the way it controlled. Um, so yeah, this game is fantastic. Uh, nice. Highly recommend it. Nice. Um, I didn't get into that because I got into Spider-Man like you did. We yeah. got the deluxe editions late on Friday. And we started playing, and I got about three, maybe three and a half hours in. Um, it's amazing. Um, I, of course, you don't get into Venom right away, but you get the you get the beginnings of what's going to happen. You see Craven, yep. you see Harry Osborn. Um, in the very beginning, you fight Sandman. Uh, not, it's not yep. really a spoiler great, because it's in great the, way to start the game. It's yep. fucking awesome. You jump right into action with him and Miles fighting fighting together against the Sandman. Um, great, great scene. Um, this this game, when I stopped playing, there's a lot of flashback scenes of him as a child. Right after he gets bit by the spider, he has the iconic Spider-Man haircut from the comic yep. books. Um, him and and uh, Harry going into Midtown High. There's a Flash Thompson uh, shout out a couple of times, talking about yep. him being being be bullied by Flash and. 
they're going in there to try to fuck with Flash, just try to steal this uh, little thumb drive. Um, yeah, I, I love I love it so far. Um, yep. Let's talk. Let's talk about the wing mechanics first. There is a new okay. power in this. Where yes, you I really have, wanted to know your take on this. So there's a new, there's a new thing. That, well, first of all, let's talk let's talk about how it's not that it's difficult. It's just it's different because you're so used to swinging through the city. It mm-hmm. is fast. It is a faster way of traveling because the city is huge. It's, it's a real New York City. Plus now it's doubled in size because they've added Queens in Brooklyn. And the wing mechanics are okay, but it's going to be hard to get used to. And I, I, ha- I always have a hard time flying in games to begin with because you have to do yep. the reverse of what you're doing. Especially when you have rings that you have to fly through and you get points to do that. There, there is like the rings throughout the city. You go through like uh, kind of like wind tunnels through the city. And if you go straight enough and you go right into the center of the rings, you get certain points and certain... And, well, you get you get power... You get uh, faster. Power-ups. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you're faster. Um, it, it gets much easier as you get used to it. Yeah, I, I think I'm figured. a little bit further ahead in the game you are, than yeah. you are. Um, it gets much easier. And it depends, too, on what part of the city you're going through. Yeah. Um, I've noticed. Because some parts of the city have, like, easy lanes where you can just stay there. And then other parts, you, like, kind of go around buildings. That's really difficult. Um... So far, it's okay. I think it's a good step in the the right direction to getting an open world Superman game. Would be a lot of fun yeah. um, if they did it correctly. Uh, the way the flying mechanics were on Superman sixty four are notorious for being awful. Yeah, and that's not. literally all you do is fly through rings and collect points that way in that game. Yeah. And it just wasn't fun. But uh, I yeah I I'm liking it the more I use the wing mechanic. Um, yeah. At first, I absolutely hated it. And also, you don't have to use it. Um, no. I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit away from uh, probably an hour or two of playing, from getting the fast travel. Okay. Um, yeah. so, I mean, right now the wingsuit's fine if you want to go a little faster, but I just have fun swinging around, so I don't even care about the wingsuit. I rarely use it, but it does get easier. And when you're in a certain part of the city, you will find it to be better to use. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and you have to use it basically when you're going across the ocean. Yeah, like yeah. you're kind of forced to use it there. But you're in such an open space, it doesn't really matter. You just kind of do it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about crashing into a building. Yeah, yeah. That's that was the one thing because now you're traveling through different islands. You're going over to Brooklyn, and yeah. you couldn't do that without going over the bridge. And it's hard to swing over the bridge because you have to. That's the one thing good about these games is they actually do swing mechanics where the webbing has to hit a building or hit something. Yeah, they did that in uh, Homecoming. Yep. Remember that when he's in the and he goes to use his thing and it, there's nothing to latch onto. And he's like, oh. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, God, I love so that yeah, movie. Yeah, we're gonna get and into this. We're gonna get into this game further as the weeks go on. Do you want to talk about the suits so far? Since we both have the same available uh, to us. I I went right to the original uh, Spider-Man suit. I think I did yep. through. I think I did the first game as well. Um, it's not that I don't like the uh, advanced suit that they put in this game. It's just I like the tra- traditional Spider-Man suit. Yep. Um, and I'm probably going to stick with the black suit, uh, symbiote suit, once I get that as well. Yeah. So. yeah, I like, for him, I've been using mostly the original suit, sometimes the advanced suit. Um, yeah. And for Miles, I use the, uh, to kind of differentiate them, I use the one that has the uh, the cape. That's not okay. the scarlet one, but the one where it's like, blue, you can, I think it's blue and black, or blue, black, and red. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been using that one for him. I do like how the suits in these games have different powers as well. I like that a lot. Yes. How they how they did which that, which is which is why I use the advanced suit a lot. Um, yeah, because you need it in combat sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, Spider Punks in the first game, I remember that was pretty cool too. Yeah. 
I used that um, a lot in the first game. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll get deeper into this in the, in the coming weeks, but we'll uh, we'll stop it from there. IGN did a top ten Spider-Man games of all time list. Um, I agree with most of this. I haven't played all through Miles Morales yet. Um, I'm about halfway through, maybe th- maybe a third of the way through Miles Morales. But um, Spider-Man Two, the Sam Raimi one, was a was a great great game. Came out in 2002. Uh, 2004. I can't remember when that game when that game came out. But it was really 2002. good. It came out the same year as the movie, right? So uh, Spider Spider Man Spider Man Two was two years after that, so it would have been 20 uh, 2004, I think. Um, okay. That was number one on their list. Miles Morales number two. Uh, Spider Man Sam Raimi Spider Man the first game that was number three, which I don't really agree with. Um, Spider Man Two the movie. Oh, I. I've yeah, the missed, Spider-Man 2 was the new one. The yeah. new one was their number one. Spider-Man 2, the movie, was number four, which I think should be number two. That was that game. That game was great. Um, that's the first one where you're actually able to travel. But you never the played. City, you never played city, Miles. Open world. I haven't played Miles. No. Um, and Marvel Spider-Man, that was the that was the one that came out in 2017. So the first three are the Sony ones. Sorry. Um, Spider-Man yep. 2, number four. Okay, that makes sense. Ultimate Spider-Man. I played that too. That's a good game. Um, Web of Shadows on, on Nintendo DS I haven't played. Maximum Carnage I have. I, I love Maximum Carnage in the 90s. Um, From Spider-Man, back in the day, yeah, I got that. Uh, Spider-Man 2000, Red Cartridge. Uh, Spider-Man 2000, um, that was on the PlayStation, so I didn't play it much. I, I played it later on. Um, Shattered Dimensions was a great game. And Spider-Man the movie, the original one, is number 10. Um, Shattered Dimensions was a great game. You played four different Spider-Mans through that. I think Spider-Man Noir... Uh, Spider-Man 2099, Ultimate Spider-Man, and there was another one I can't remember, but um, oh, Symbiote Spider-Man. There was four of them, and you and you were, and you kept going back and forth between those four characters in the narrative of the story. It was great. Um, but that was IGN's list. Um, Spider-Man 2. We'll talk about it now before before we get into news. But Spider-Man 2, the director of the game, talked about will there be a Venom spinoff? Um, they're going to pretty much said we're going to listen to what the fans have to say if they if they want it we're gonna do it. Uh, well, I know there is. Well, I'm not gonna get into it now because it's a spoiler of the game. But I did read that. Yeah, we'll get into it later on maybe. But um, let's get into the news. And it's not a new seven with a trailer roundup. Uh, a couple of quick trailers I wanted to mention. Millie Vanilli doing a documentary on Paramount. Coming out on October 24th when this uh, podcast... Go- uh, actually, it's going to be on Tuesday of this week. Um, Millie Vanilli, notorious for their uh, lip-syncing, um, getting caught and uh, not being the ones to sing. And they lost. I think they lost their Grammys that they won that year. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Also, uh, Netflix is releasing a Sylvester Stallone documentary called Sly. Coming out in a couple of weeks on November 3rd. Um, saw the trailer for that. looked good. And uh, Ferrari, a movie starring Adam Driver. About, this movie uh, looks awesome. It does look, it does look really good. Uh, Penelope Cruz, Shalene Woodley, um, Michael Mann uh, wrote, the, wrote it. And, um, and uh, yeah, it just, it's just him yeah. being uh, the guy who uh, created Ferrari, I guess. It comes out at Christmas. Uh, trailer Speaking really of good. Uh, cars... I watched Gran Turismo last night. Very fucking good. Like it was like one of those movies that's just very enjoyable. Two hours. Nice. Um, it's it's good. Check it out. Okay. I know you have access to it. It's it's on the Plex, I believe. So, okay. definitely check that out. 
Um, weekend box office. This was last weekend. Eris tour film made ninety six yeah, million dollars. Kevin was <laughs> Kevin was engulfed in the second weekend. Um, Exorcist believer made eleven million, and Paw Patrol made seven million. So uh, yeah, and uh, we're recording a little late this week, and she won the box office again this week. Um, I'll just talk about it. I think it was like thirty six million dollars, so it took a little bit of a drop, but it was only like a third of the drop. So. Um, it's uh, topping the international box office with $128 million total, um, shattering the, the global record for a concert film. Um, and she's going to be making a total for the tour, the movie, and everything. Her alone is going to make $4.1 billion from the tour, the film, the deals that she made with all the, the, the cinemas, the weekend showings. If she if she had played this movie straight through all week, it would have been huge. But she only played it for the weekends. Um, yeah. I think that's smart, though. It's it it's is. an event movie. Um, I will say this, though. I've been shitting on Taylor recently. Um, she does take care of her people. Like everyone that yes. worked on this tour got huge bonuses. Um, Hundreds of thousands. Like, everyone like. Yeah. Everyone from the grips to like yeah. the tour like supervisors, yep. so she takes care of her people. So that's good on her. But get off my fucking TV when I'm watching the NFL. And a lot of directors are praising. I think it was Scorsese or somebody was praising her for. It was one director. I can't remember who it was. Was praising her for the deal that she made with the movie theaters, and how yeah. that could be that it could be the future of how movie theaters work instead of going through distributors or whatever maybe doing something like that would be more more worth uh, wild money wise um especially now I mean, we're gonna talk about it right now but sag aftra has officially been on strike for 100 days and it's not mm-hmm. clear when it's ever going to be over um they're going back on tuesday to go back to uh talking after two weeks off after they had that big uh standstill a couple of weeks ago um they're hanging on this uh this this streaming pay right now that's what they're hanging off of about 480 million dollars a year um i know uh there was a whole group of actors that went in and tried to fight for it um and sag after they actually went into sag after not the stu- uh, not the producers and it didn't go well and uh i think it was george clooney was leading it and there's uh, scarlett scarlett johansson and a few others were on, on in in there and actually went in a zoom meeting and talked to all the uh sag after people and uh, it didn't go over well. And yeah, they're going back Tuesday to talk about it, resume, resume negotiations. So we'll see. Maybe next week there, we may have some more news on it. But as of right now, nada. Um, the Bike Rider, starring Austin Butler, Jomi, Jody Comier, and Tom Hardy, has been delayed indefinitely because of the actor's strike. Um, it was supposed to come out on December 1st. We're, we're, we have more news on stuff like that later, but we'll get into other stuff. Uh, Christopher Nolan was the director. I have it right here in the news. Uh, he was praising Taylor Swift for showing the Hollywood studios who's boss. Um, he said her concert film is not being distributed by the studios. And it's going to make an enormous amount of money. This is a way of seeing things that are that are incredibly valuable. Um, mm. So yeah, he's looking to the future. He's he's still pissed about Tenet. That's what that sounds like. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what that sounds Warner like. Warner Brothers. Yep. Um, <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, speaking of that, coming out on digital on November 21st, another month from now. Thank fucking God. Uh, can't wait because I haven't seen it yet. Uh, three hours of special features in the uh, special feature release. Speaking of fe- special features, I think I have it at the end of the news. We'll talk about it in a minute, actually. Uh, Titanic coming out with an official 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray with a collector's edition. Whole bunch of cool stuff. 
a map of the Titanic, the discs, of course. I think digital. Am I really gonna buy this again? I think I gotta, I'm gonna I, buy this. Again. I gotta tell you, this set looks really cool. I think there's a ticket yeah. for the Titanic, like the replica stuff in this for the set. Yeah, I mean, I, I do love that movie in general, but I do too. It's a good movie. I think it's I'm just... gonna have to. I mean, I'm upgrading a lot of fork to 4k for this yeah. very reason for movies that look like that or that should be seen in 4k because i'm still like 90 percent streaming but when a movie comes out like oppenheimer i'm getting on 4k because of how it's going to look yeah um and also yeah. they keep the uh aspect ratios with all 4k discs which yeah, they, can take away with streaming so they're saying that the 4k disc of oppenheimer is what you want because they're going to do an yeah. imax imax rip from it pretty much yep um uh, Kingsman, uh, the Kingsman filmmaker Matthew Vaughn talked about um, a whole bunch of stuff this week. Um, the first thing we're going to mention is Kingsman. He says the movie got made because Bond got too serious. Of course, Kingsman was his kind of uh, comic book version of James Bond. Um, and, uh, and it's also what got, I don't know about you, but at least me going, I'd like Taron Edgerton to take over for Daniel Craig when he leaves because he literally yes. is Bond in that movie. Yeah, he is With, pretty much. He's, he's a more... He's a more um, R-rated Bond. Yep. He's an R-rated yep. Bond, basically. Yep. Um, he also talked about Kingsman 2. Kingsman was a good movie, the first one. He talked about Kingsman 2 and the after credit scene that set up Adolf Hitler, or mid credit scene um, in the uh, in the first film. Um, and this, he did confirm that Kingsman 2 will cover the rise of Hitler. Um, the uh, the first one kind of covered World War One. They're going to cover World War Two in, in the 1930s before that. So, uh, yeah, I, I do like what they did with those movies. Um, the Kingsman one wasn't my favorite of the Kingsmen's, but uh, it was good. Uh, he also talked about X Men: The Last Stand, and out, he discovered that once he quit, he quit the movie because he discovered that Halle Berry was being uh, kind of coerced into starring in the movie with a fake Storm script that make it sound like Storm was going to be a huge part of the movie, and which she wasn't really, just to get her to sign on. Did uh, Did you hear about script. it? About what they what the scene was that sold her on it? Yes, it was a scene set in, uh, it wasn't Wakanda, but it was set in, uh, her Just Africa. Africa, yeah. Um, Basically saving children to open up the movie. Yep. And then they, yeah, then they were like, oh, that's just a fake script, and he grabbed it and started reading it. Yep, yeah. and he pretty much quit on the spot if you're gonna fuck with her, an Oscar-winning actress who plays Storm, I'm gonna quit, and he did. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what's He's been, uh... He's been a big subject in the Snyder people because of th all this stuff coming out and about how he pitched a Superman script in 2010 that they decided to go with Snyder instead. Yeah. It's been quite comical. Um, he also confirmed that uh, Kick-Ass Reboot and Kingsman 3 are happening. Um, so yeah, he went on... He, I think he was on... Uh, I think it was uh, New York Comic Con last week and he talked yeah. about all this stuff. So. I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about a Kick-Ass Reboot? I know we both love that movie. I love... Second one, we both thought it was okay. The first Kick-Ass, I love. Like I, yep. I remember seeing it's, the trailer for that, a, a grainy trailer from San Diego Comic Con, and how much in yep. love I was with that movie. Um, yep. And then I saw it, and it was his, rest is history. It's but so um, good, it's so good. And uh, I, I, as Would far you, as a, as far as a reboot, only if they're going to do the entire trilogy, they need to the, to do right, the third one. Right. That's the only um, thing I want from this if they do it that way. And I guess, and I guess he's confirmed to be a part of it, so that's kind of cool. Um, because uh, I wasn't sure if Matthew, Matthew Vaughn was going to be a part of it or not. Because it's not his comic book. It's, uh, what's his name? I can't remember the guy's name that wrote it's, it. It's uh, uh, Miller. Mark Miller. Miller. Mark Miller, yep. So, uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm excited because I do like that first comic book. I like the first. I re actually read that comic book. I like the first movie mm -hmm. a lot. So, I'm hoping they adapt it. They're all good. Yep. I, I hope they adapt it good. 
Um, yep. Michael Caine officially retired from acting. I know we, I think we teased it a couple weeks ago that he was going to be done soon, but he officially retired this week. The dude um, he, is like ninety. He's in his nineties now, so <laughs> it makes it makes sense. Um, it's weird to see a lot of the actors that we grew up on getting older. Um, not yep. just actors, music musicians too, but um, fucking Eminem's fifty one this year, so that, yeah, that makes that makes like you feel last old. week. Yeah, last last week. Uh, uh, Walmart re- reportedly discontinuing physical games. You, you mentioned it last week when we talked about Best Buy, but it was official this week. Um, in twenty twenty four, they're going to be discontinuing physical games. Um, I remember that going to Walmart. Sense. I remember going to Walmart as a kid and seeing the uh, game, the game aisle at Walmart. I, I probably yep. was there more than I was at Toys R Us. Um, and yep. I used to play. I used to play the demos there. Um, yeah. So. Um, th- I mean, for games, it makes way more sense to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because when you buy a disc, it usually has like 15 megabits of stuff, and then it just downloads whatever. And trading in games isn't that big a deal anymore. Um, I thought of this after we went off the air. We were talking about Best Buy. This was like my favorite mo- month to go to Best Buy because I would just go and buy like a five dollar like horror movie just based on the cover and see how good it was type deal. Um, so I kind of I kind of nostalgically miss that aspect of buying movies, but I don't buy movies like that physically anymore, anyways. Well, it's also so. We also we bought like behind you in the video. We bought the yeah. collector's edition of Spider Man. Yeah. First time you bought a collector's edition didn't come with a game on the disc. It actually came with a yeah. steel case, empty steel case, no game, and it came with a code in it. And uh, yeah, and, and we and we and it's the first time I've ever bought something that didn't come with the actual game. Yeah, it yeah. came with it came with the uh, code for it. But I mean, I bought digital codes before, I, but but having that whole know, entire collector's edition and not having you know what? a physical disc is weird. You know what those sneaky bastards are doing? They're like, we're going to sell you this little package for $230. We're going to yeah. give you a little steel case. And then you know what you're going to do? You're going to realize that you want to complete your collection and then go out and rebuy the fucking game yeah. for 40 bucks when we lower it or whatever on the market. Sneaky bastards. Sony, I'm on to you. I got to tell you, that statue is behind you. It's fucking incredible. It's, yeah, for, it's, 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 it, it's, it's, it's very, very much detail. No, you can't even tell. Like you look at the statue, you can't even tell any marks on it from 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 printing it or anything. And for the price, if you t- if you take into consideration, you got the deluxe version of the game, which is what eighty nine dollars. So you bought the you bought that yeah yeah. So you bought the figure for one hundred and twenty nine bucks. A figure that yep. premium is pretty cool. That's the main reason. That's the main reason I didn't cancel. I know I was talking to you about canceling, and I'm always concerned this time of year because like. I need to make sure I have budgeted my money enough and blah yeah, blah blah. Get to the know. winter. Yeah. It's all it's all very bonus based for me. I, and when I got that check, I was like, okay, I'm glad I got the special edition because I'd be fucking kicking myself right now if I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the statue. I'm sure that we'll put them on the Geek Blurb pages at some point. Yeah, we will. Um, once we do our uh, social media up because we don't do that as well on Instagram. But <laughs> uh, Millie Bobby Brown talking about Stranger Things and how she wants it to end. Ugh, it takes up a lot of my time to film, and it's preventing me from creating stories that I'm passionate about, so I'm ready to say, oh, thank you, and goodbye. Fuck you, bitch. You are an actress who... I hate people like this. We talked about it before in the past. You should be lucky that you had a role that made you a household name. Who the hell are you going to be after this show ends? You are and a eleven, A millionaire. You're a celebrity. Do not denounce it. People and, like uh, us are going to hate you. If she never makes another movie again, she can always go to Comic Cons and make a ton of money just by being eleven for well, the rest gonna, of her life. If she keeps talking like this, she's gonna have to rely on Comic Cons. But uh, yeah, eleven, 
you should you should embrace that. I was listening to an interview, very random. I was listening to an interview on Brotherly Love, the the Lawrence Brothers podcast, and Soleil Moonfry was on there talking about when she's in her seventies, she's going to embrace Punky Brewster. Even then, I mean, she knows the it, she knows the well. She did come back for that reunion show. Right. And, she, and what else has she really done besides besides um, Saved by the Bell? But she, 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 by the way, we'll talk about it now. She had a great documentary on Hulu. We watched it. We talked about mm. it. If you haven't seen it, it's a great 90s documentary. Um, ni- I think 90 Kid or Kid 90 or something like that. Go back and watch that. We talked about it a little while ago. But it just, it's just, don't shit on, don't shit where you, don't shit where you eat. Don't, don't talk because it doesn't make sense to me. You were just like us. You were a normal person. You were given this one in a million chance to be a celebrity, be a millionaire, be popular, be in this franchise that you had no idea was going to be this huge, became gigantic in the lexicon of pop culture. Do not shit on it. And I, I would say that about anybody, not just her, but anybody that's like that. I've said it before in the past. Um, you're lucky realize the luck that you have. I know she's a young kid, probably going a little too harsh on her, but you will you will understand how important that role was later on in life. Um, let's get into the horror news of the week. Universal Studios, of course, popular for their Halloween Horror Nights down in Orlando. I think they do it in LA too, but the Orlando one is just huge. Um, they're doing a, they're, they bought this new residency in Las Vegas where they're going to be having this huge warehouse sides thing. I think it was like 26, 126,000 square feet or something like that. Um, it's going to be their first ever permanent horror location experience called Horror Unleashed. It's, uh, branded by Universal Studios and it's 110,000 square foot permanent horror in Las Vegas. Um, and it's going to be like this big, huge warehouse. You walk in, it's going to be like a big, huge haunted house. The minute you go in there, they're going to have themed rides. They're going to have characters that you interact with. The minute you walk in there, it's going to be on the Las Vegas strip. So it's going to be a, uh, right in the middle. If you're going there for gambling or, or just for a vacation, you can get into one of these things. There's a lot of themed stuff like that happening in Las Vegas right now. Uh, we haven't talked about it, but that spear thing, the sphere thing was really cool. Um, I know right now I think YouTube's doing a residency there, but it would be great to see a, a, an act like Metallica go there because it's a big, yep. huge 360 screen around you, um, and you could play a lot of cool visuals on that. Um, speaking of horror movies, Winnie the Pooh, speaking of Winnie the Pooh earlier, Blood and Honey was played at a fourth grade by a teacher, and all the fourth graders were left distraught after watching the scenes from this uh, horror parody movie. And uh, she's getting a lot of backlash from that because it's because it's Winnie the Pooh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how like something like that happens, but um, X is going to begin charging its users, new users, for basic features. Uh, I think it was starting this week. Um, anybody who signed up for X or, the, or Twitter for the very first time were going to be introduced to X Premium. Um, and it's going to let them unlock, uh, unlock things by paying, I think, a dollar a year. Um, it isn't bad. I mean, a lot of people need this for their job. Like, a lot of people need this for their job. Maybe. Like, we no, don't need it. a lot of we, people need this for the job. Yeah. We don't use it for the podcast, but yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah. But most people need it for their job. Like, anybody that works in any sort of sports broadcasting, 
yeah. needs it for their job. Anybody that works for a newspaper needs it for their job. Yeah. Like, a lot of people need this for their job. Or they're just going to create something else that'll be free. Yeah. Like, they tried to do it with threads, but threads didn't really go go anywhere. Um, Just Stewart's Apple TV show, we haven't really talked about it, but um, it reportedly ended on uh, over clashing with Apple over AI in China. You want to do a story on AI coming from China? And, well, Apple, being proponents of AI and being proponents of all their stuff being made in China, decided that, hey, John Stewart, you're not going to be doing a uh, segment on China. So they uh, canceled his third season. I think it had already been picked up and they canceled it right away. Um, I love John Stewart. I love the original Daily Show. We talk about that uh, early 2000s. Yep. Um, rest in peace to Suzanne Summers. Um, we know her from the 90s from Step by Step, but if you watch reruns in the 90s or in the late 80s, you also know her from uh, Three's Company with Jack Tripper. Um, what's his name? Who passed away 20 years ago. Yep. Um, John uh, Ritter. Whose son is in something I'm watching now, and I can't remember what. Is he in Gen uh, V? He might be in he's, Gen in Gen, he's in Gen V, yeah. He's in okay, a whole yeah. bunch of stuff, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace to Suzanne Summers, and also rest in peace to Burt Young, who I thought had already mm. died. I think a lot of people already thought he died, I too. I thought he was dead when he wasn't in Creed. And no, they killed him off in the Rocky franchise. That's when I thought he was dead. I think that's what a lot of people thought, too, because I think it was Creed, the first Creed movie. He, he was uh, at, at his... Um, He's at his tombstone. Rocky went to go visit his tombstone. Yep. Um, but he was also in Chinatown, but he was most no- notorious for being, uh, being Rocky's friend or Rocky's uh, brother-in-law, um, uh, Polly. Right? Wasn't it Polly was his name? Was yeah. Polly. And he was like, honestly, like he played him brilliantly, but that character should not be like beloved. But he is right. because the way he played him. Like yeah. that character is a 100% dirtball. Yeah, he was. Yeah, to his sister. Like he's a dirtball. Yeah. So. Uh, yep. He passed away this week, eighty-three years old. Um, oh, Netflix. Netflix. We'll talk about that in a minute. Netflix and other streaming services saw viewership decline sept- September. Broadcast networks saw an increase. Um, kind of have the breakdown here right now because I was wondering what the breakdown was of what Nielsen says is what everybody's watching, and this is September. Um, broadcast television took up twenty-three percent, so this would be like over antenna. Um, streaming was 37.5%. We'll talk about the breakdown in that in a moment. Um, cable was 29.8%. There's still people watching cable TV. Um, other would be like, uh, I don't know, other maybe YouTube or or Facebook or other other things. I think it also includes DVDs and physical media and, and watching stuff on like iTunes if you bought a movie or whatever. Um, that's 9.6%. The breakdown of streaming, which was 37% of all U.S. households, um, 9% of everybody is watching YouTube videos. Um, 7% Netflix is number one as far as the streaming services are concer- concerned. Um, followed by Prime, followed by Hulu, followed by Disney, Tubi, Max, Roku, Peacock, Paramount, and the very end, Pluto, which is, I think is free. Um, so yeah, there's yeah, it's streaming is kind of running the world right now. Um, Warner Brothers Discovery says Max has become more profitable. And saying the days of cheap, cheap streaming are over. And uh, Netflix, they added 8.8 million do- uh, subscribers amid the password sharing crackdown that happened. And hikes in the service were officially announced. Going up from 19.99 for the premium, it's going to 22.99, going up $3. What's um, your limit 
um, if you are paying for any service, what's your limit on something like Netflix? I'm probably, I'm probably going to cancel Netflix very soon. Okay. That's my limit. Um, yeah, I was thinking I won't pay more than 20 bucks a month for anything. Unless it's unless you get HBO. something, unless you get something with it, right? And the other the other thing I didn't mention in the HBO thing, but I I get HBO for free, yeah, through AT and T. They don't own they don't own AT and T doesn't own HBO anymore, so I'm sure that deal will fall through eventually. And I'm not sure if I would pay the nineteen. What is that? What is that? Fifteen bucks, sixteen bucks a month now. I'm not sure for if I would HBO? pay that. Yeah, what, I, I have no idea. I thought it was twenty. But it might it might be like sixteen. Um, I think HBO is the only one besides Hulu I would pay for. Hulu I'm probably always going to pay for because there's so much content on it and old shows. Um, I didn't mention this on what we're watching, but I'm finally watching Smallville after all this time. You mentioned a couple weeks you ago. You talking yeah. about it? I'm finally watching it. Um, it feels like a precursor to Superman and Lois, which I just finished, so that's why. Um, enjoying it a lot, but like Hulu just has so many shows. Like, All of Hell's Kitchen, Family Guy, all that shit. There's always something I can find on Hulu if I have nothing to do. But most of the stuff I watch is honestly on YouTube now. Like, yeah. reviews, just anything on YouTube. Like, I can turn on YouTube right now and find something I'd rather watch on YouTube than in something I can find on Hulu, you know? Um, HBO I'd probably keep because of the DC stuff. That's the main thing I would... If I was to pay for a service, that would be one I would pay for, plus all their, their category their catalog of awesome TV shows. Yeah. Um, yeah they have a good so. catalog. They have a very good catalog and their Warner yep. the Warner Brothers Discovery stuff, the Discovery stuff is really cool too. Yeah. If you, get, if you exactly. ever deep dive if you ever deep dive into that catalog of what they have, it's pretty cool. I know yep. I've talked about I know I've talked about fucking They have like day, triple D and stuff, account. right? Oh yeah they have all the Food Network stuff yeah. on there. So. so um we talked about Super Mario, the original movie from the '90s, a long time ago. They're coming out with this huge, huge collector. I just saw set. this on Facebook. Um, coming out this with a looks it, awesome. It, it looks awesome, but the movie's so fucking terrible. It's like, why would I want to yeah. buy this? But it does come out with a lot of cool replicas and posters and art yep. and and a lot of cool stuff. It comes out with um, a souvenir magazine, behind the scenes book. I think it's uh, like two hundred something pages. Um, it comes with a script. It comes with a slipcase. Um, a reverse that movie poster. though is it's another like even though we don't like it it's a very cult movie like a lot of people it enjoy it for what it is uh, which I noticed when I clicked on the link and read all the comments there seems to be a lot of people that like this that are interested in this so good for them it's a hundred bucks comes with a ton of stuff um, so if you're a fan of the movie why not yep uh, four new audio, com- audio commentaries with the crew um, yep Collection of commercials, featurettes, a whole bunch of stuff, and it's gonna be in 4K as well. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I don't know. Um, this is the other thing I was gonna talk about. Universal Fish Pictures. If you have iTunes, you've bought uh, Back to the Futures on I- iTunes. The three of them. They, they've added the digital extra, the digital content. So you can see all the special features that were on the discs. They're gonna be. It's gonna be on the. Uh, no kidding. iTunes. Yeah, I'm gonna bring that up. Is it? Um, is it on now or is it? It's on. It's on there now. It? They added it on Back okay. to the Future Day. Yep, so it's on there now. Okay. Um, awesome. They're also teasing DeLorean, teasing in December that they're going to be announcing some sort of a connection with Pepsi and DeLorean in the uh, in the Back to the Future. They, they announced this as well on Back to the Future Day. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what that could be. Um, I'm thinking that might see. be a Super Bowl ad. Maybe, but this is Dece- December. I, could see, I don't know. I could see. Uh, no, yeah. 
Uh, I could just see something with them doing something with this this partnership for the Super Bowl. Maybe. Like have Doc and Marty land like in the Super Bowl like from the year 1985. Or, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. They yeah. could do. Um, Suge Knight, step off our fucking toes. He's starting a podcast from prison entitled Collect Call. He's going to be addressing how, all of his how? beefs. He's going to be talking <laughs> on a phone call. It's going to be collect phone uh, collect collect calls from prison. Talking about all his beasts with uh, Warren G, Dr. Dre, Akon, a whole bunch of other he, beefs. Wait, he has a beef Eminem. with Akon? I guess so. This is what this is all the list of issues that he has with these people. So I have no idea. But yeah, it's, he's starting a podcast from prison, talking over the phone. Uh, let's talk about this. All Elite Wrestling. We talk about it every once in a while. MJF, a wrestler that we both like a lot. Um, Who's in the Von Eric movie? He's going to be in the Von Erich movie. He is voicing Killer Croc in a new Justice League animated movie. Um, Interesting. I wanted, wanted to bring that up. Um, the boy spinoff Gen V, which you mentioned, has been renewed for season two on uh, Amazon Prime. Yep. Uh, looking forward to getting to that. Um, Warwick Davis calls out Disney for removing the uh, reboot series, calls it embarrassing. Um, all the fans are asking him, why can't we watch it? And uh, he's kind of bad-mouthing Disney, like, what the fuck? We, we worked hard on this, and you're taking it away. At least sell good. it on iTunes or physical for the people that enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised they didn't go that route because they could anybody that wanted to watch it, they would have made a little bit more money on it. But yeah, they yeah, never did that. Exactly, because um, everything like that's gonna have a fan base. Yeah. So if you put a physical copy out or like an iTunes copy out, let them buy it for fucking thirty bucks, whatever it is, and everyone's satisfied. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, Disney Plus, Gargoyles live action is officially in the works. It's a it's a reboot right. of the whole entire. I wasn't really huge into Gargoyles in the nineties. Were you into the Were you into the cartoon? I wasn't, but so many people like my age when Disney Plus went live. This was yeah. like the show they went to to watch. Yeah, that was the one. I, it wasn't I, for me. I honestly don't think I've seen a single episode. I used to I, watch it because it used to be on like the the, the the block of Fox. Like, I used to yeah, watch it, it was on, but I wasn't watching the watching The intro it. looked familiar when I saw it come up on YouTube. The intro looked really familiar. Um, like I said, I never even saw, like, Batman the Amir series on Saturday mornings because I was always at basketball or whatever. Okay, yeah. But, I did, yeah. Um, yeah, I never really, yeah. Yeah, I was in all wasn't that a fan. Um, Mark Bernardin actually announced that he's writing the Mace Windu miniseries for Marvel. Yes. He uh, announced that at New York Comic Con. They were doing a miniseries. Which he's been hinting at, but he never was able to say what he was doing. Yeah, he, they uh, he's doing a miniseries on Mace. And he's also doing they're also doing a Django uh, miniseries as well coming out next year. Um, Want to bring that up? Uh, Wonder Man. There's rumors that it has been scrapped by Marvel Studios. They already had the actor. They already had filming locations set. They had uh, they had pre-production pretty much all done. But there's rumors that uh, that that's going to be scrapped. Um, this is awesome. There's a Spider-Man two figure. Done by Hot Toys. Done by uh, Done by Hot Toys. Coming out on uh, Sideshow Collectibles of the Spider-Man Two Venom um, is double the size of the uh, of the Spider-Man from the game. From this, I think it's I think it's one six scale. Um, so I think yeah, that's usually what Hot Toys are. Yes, yeah, so it's so. about probably two feet tall. So if the nineteen inches of Venom aren't enough, get the two feet of Venom and call it a day. Comes with a whole bunch of cool accessories, tendrils. Um, it looks very, very cool. They're coming out with all Hot four. Hot Toys does a good job. They do. They're coming out with all four. They're coming out with Venom, Miles, Spider-Man, and the symbiote Spider-Man uh, figures. I posted some pictures in our thing there. 
Um, Spider-Man 2 fans are uh, burned by the uh, PlayStation 5 plates. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I bought a brand new PlayStation because the plates sold out pretty much in what was considered a mess. Well, the state, the, the plates when the uh, game went on sale ended up going back into stock again this week. And yes, pissed, I sent you the link. <laughs> yes, and I didn't get it fast enough. And plus, I already had the fucking system, so it didn't make sense. Right. But, um, yeah, there, uh, it was annoying because I did have to buy a new system. I have to sell my old one, which I still haven't done because I've been so fucking busy. Um, I mean, coming you didn't out, have to. You chose to. It was something that I've wanted to do since I didn't even want to buy You told me to buy my PlayStation. I didn't want to buy it till this system came out that I bought this past week, last week, or whatever, last month, whatever, um, for this game because I knew it would be coming out with a special edition because they did it with the PlayStation 4 Pro. Um, so, yeah, fans are not happy. Uh, and... Finally in news, Deadpool 3 has been delayed. It was supposed to come out on May 3rd. Now it's going to come out in 2024 to to be determined date. I'm guessing they're going back to their September 6th, which is my birthday date. Um, It actually got moved up, and I think it's probably going to go back. Um, There is a chance that Captain America Brave New World could come out. Um, I think it was supposed to come out in July. I think it it could come out because that was actually done filming before the the, uh, strike happened. That could come out and take over the uh, May release date, but I, I get if they have to do research, research, bleh, reshoots or anything, they can't really announce that yet until the uh, actor strike is over. But uh, there's a chance that we could have a MCU movie. It could be the uh, new Captain America movie that's that's already been filmed and they're doing it in post production at the moment. So um, more news on that later on. Um, Ryan Reynolds is also roasting SAG after because they came out with Holly, uh, Halloween costume rules this week. Talking about how actors cannot dress up in Halloween costumes based off of any property. They can only come off of characters based off of, uh, like, Wolfman or Vampire or... Yeah, they they basically told them to dress like zombies. Yes, dress like zombies and that's it, but don't dress up as uh, Deadpool. And Ryan Reynolds took offense to that and said, Look, as I look forward to screaming scab at my eight-year-old all night... She's not in the union, but she needs to learn. <laughs> yep. But they they did they did uh, clarify that we're not going to uh, punish kids. It's the adults that we're talking about. They're going to go out to go out trick or treating with their children. I guess don't go out taking pictures of yourself dressed as Deadpool or dressed as Ant Man or dressed as a character that is an IP of a SAG after a thing that we're trying to strike, which is understandable, but. It's getting a little bit ridiculous. We want this to be over. Uh, hopefully, when they go back to negotiations on Tuesday, it kind of limits what's going to happen later on. But uh, we'll wait and see. So that's it for news. That's it for our show this week. Next week, uh, retro earworm theater. I think we'll we'll pick something more Halloween related since it's the season. Uh, we'll figure that out during the week. Um, and the last movie we're going to watch. Uh, we're going to watch two Friday, movies. We're going to watch Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Correct. And Texas Chainsaw. And Texas Chainsaw. Those are the last two movies of the month. We're going to watch those. Try to, at least. Um, no, you're going to. I have You'll a busy find time. I don't know if I'm going to, actually. But we're going to try to. Um, so that's it. We'll talk to everybody next week. Peace. Later. Later.